You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile. No longer suffering in silence and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. Hey y'all, before we hop into today's episode, I want to invite you out to my book celebration. An update for you, we are now going virtual. So wherever you are in the world, you can join me August 6th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time to celebrate my fifth book, Captivating Confidence, an 11-step guide to develop a healthy relationship with yourself and own your inner greatness. Please join me, invite a friend. I will be doing the Q&A, so come with your questions ready. And I have some uh, special things in store for you. You can register today at my website, BehindTheConfidenceMail.com, or search Captivating Confidence on Eventbrite. All right, now to the show. I have a special treat for y'all. And yes, I say that every time because it's true. There are so many gems in this world and they choose to join me on this podcast. Okay, so (laughs) thank you for tuning in. We have Coach Christy Lacey, aka Coach Chris. Uh, who is a transformational speaker, mindset coach, and youth mentor. If you don't follow her on Instagram, just give her a follow and like and DM her because her posts are so relatable and will hit the heart very quickly. Um, Having found herself evicted in the dead of yet another Chicago winter, y'all know it'd be cold here if you you know what I mean. Uh, Christy vowed to herself and her two-year-old daughter that they would never be compromised again. For several years, she settled for less than what she truly deserved because of fear, self-sabotage, and a poverty mindset. How many of us can relate to that, that we settle for less out of fear, self-sabotaging, and a poverty mindset? Having overcome traumas from domestic abuse, depression, and homelessness, Christy is a true testament to when you renew your mind, you transform your life. Through dynamic keynote experiences, master classes, and panel discussions, Christy's compelling yet lighthearted delivery and transparent storytelling leaves her audience enlightened and equipped with the tools they need to thrive in life and business. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much, Bianca. I'm so excited to be here. I feel so honored. I love your podcast and everything that you stand for. So thank you so much for having me. 
My pleasure. Thank you. So we're gonna dig right in to to the, I'm ready, uh, girl. the settle <laughs> for less peace. Let's let's go there first. Okay. Um, what led you to settle for less than what you deserved in life? You know what, honestly, I if I could, I think it just boiled down to I was looking for love outside of myself. And you know. I was one of those young girls, like I had all the dreams, right? I had all the dreams and I wanted to do all the things. And I was extremely confident and sure of myself, but I struggled with feeling accepted by other people. And because of that, because I yearned for acceptance, I yearned for, you know, unconditional acceptance and love. I compromised I compromised a lot on my journey and and when I think about the the larger choices that I made and I could I could start telling you times that I've compromised from elementary school but when I think about like where my life went and really some poor choices that I made that led into my adulthood it it was because I fell in love young and I felt the need I felt like choosing myself was selfish I fell in love with someone who I felt like needed me um, and we weren't equally yoked. And um, I felt like this person was hurting and needed support. And we were both hurting from our past experiences. And so because of that, because of my um, low self-worth and, and kind of just being afraid of being lonely after having experienced what I thought was the love that I was looking for, um, I, I stayed in compromising situations. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I also had a Jesus complex. <laughs> so I settled for less because I felt like it was my responsibility to take care of everybody but me. And I felt like leaving others behind, again, like I said, was selfish. So, you know, it, it, it's re it really boils down to looking outside of myself for the love, you know, that I needed in certain seasons of my life. And, you know, that landed me to compromise a lot. You just said a lot right there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna pause and ask a question regarding feeling like not taking care of yourself, right? It's, it's something that wasn't important. Like I need to go save others. And yeah. I, I am finding more and more women who feel that way. Like self-care is not a priority for me because um, I need to go take care of X, Y, and Z or him or her or somebody else needs something from me. So we are pouring and mm -hmm. pouring and pouring until the cup has completely drained. Mm -hmm. Even the little sips, like, you know, on the side, like gone. And it's like, but why though? Like, why do we not see ourselves as worthy to care for ourselves mentally, spiritually, emotionally, taking out time to say, you know what? I need to stop leaving myself off my list. And my question for you is, 
Is that something you learn by observation from seeing other people do it? Or uh, it was said to you like this, self-care is selfish. You don't take care of yourself. That's not how we operate. Mm-hmm. that's a good question I don't think honestly I don't think it was either I don't think anyone ever actually my mom will very much tell you um well my mama let me tell y'all about my mama <laughs> my mama is a loving caring wonderful person but my mama is a no-nonsense south side of Chicago born and raised I'm gonna take care of myself and I don't need no next person or whatever I'm trying to watch my language here but my mama don't play let's just say that so I was always raised take care of your business handle yourself so it's not that I wasn't taught that but because I grew up I believe this is my belief behind this is I grew up in a level of dysfunction like even where I know my parents love me because they had their own um battles they're in own internal battles and experiences that they were having and um you know I would say you know the dysfunction there and the lack of relationship between my parents because although I did grow up with both my parents in the home I don't believe I have healthy relationships with them you know and so as children we have to you know children rely on their parents for their self-image they rely on their parents for love and security and I was always validated by my parents because I was gifted but I didn't always feel I felt like it was only because of my gifts that I was special not because I was just worthy of being loved for no reason because oftentimes I felt unloved and misunderstood and so I said all that to say I think I had to work hard for love Mm -hmm. and because of that I always felt that when I seen like for example my mother she struggled with a lot of different things with my father I, I needed to love them I saw their struggles and I had to be there for them I had to you know um support them through their struggles yeah Yeah. and take care of them and so that is how I learned that if you love somebody you're there for them even through their garbage you know what I'm saying like you're it's like right I kind of became this ride or die mentality and I will tell you today I don't have that yeah I'm not riding till I die I'm not not for nobody (laughs) you know what I'm saying and so I used to wear that as a badge of honor where it was like, I'm ride or die. I'm staying here because I'm weak to the wheels fall off. No, honey, if you want your wheels to fall off, you let them fall off by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't have that same perspective anymore. Um, I am loyal. I am extremely loyal and I value loyalty, but not to my own detriment. So I think like that that part, yes, not to your own detriment. Who child? Mm, that's so good I um I think I took on the weight of responsibility very early in life so Mm -hmm. um I would be responsible to my detriment like Mm -hmm. I can do it and Mm -hmm. one day I looked up I was like why 
do I have this cape on? Like, when did, mm-hmm. when did that ever get back there? And mm-hmm. I remember writing a blog post about taking the cape off and like freeing yourself from the responsibility in the way of everything and everybody else. Yeah. And starting yeah, to true. turn some, t- some of that attention towards growing and developing yourself. Yeah. That's and good. the things that God has called you to do and be. And it's hard mm-hmm. to do that and be that when you so focus on saving everybody else. Like, right. <laughs> and the truth is, I don't think we recognize by taking up the position of Jesus in somebody else's life, you're doing them a disservice because they don't get to experience Jesus or, or you know, for themselves. They don't experience God for themselves because you're standing in the way. And so what I had to find out is not my responsibility to save you. It's my responsibility to pray for you. It's my responsibility to love you, but I can't change you. You know what I'm saying? That's not my job. And I can't, I can only give you only what I feel led to give, but I only have the capacity to give. But even still, it is not my burden to bear for life to turn out the way I want it to turn out for you. You know, so when it came to my parents, I wanted to see them healed. I wanted to see them healthy, you know, and then also any loved ones that I had or, you know, I would just take it on in my heart like, oh, I want more for them. Like, I want them to be okay. And so I did that at a young age, getting into relationship and looking for love and desiring to be understood and desiring for me to be loved the way I felt like I loved other people. Like, I wanted that so bad because I felt like I missed it. I felt misunderstood. And so I just, again, just fell into that trap of like, I have to say, I got to help them. I got to be there for them because I ain't nobody there for me, or at least I felt right, you know, because that's not always your reality is not always what it feels like, but I felt like nobody's there for me. Nobody understands me. I can't leave. You know, I don't want to be left alone. And so I didn't think it was fair for me to leave others that were in need and that were struggling. And especially when I saw their potential. But I learned you can't marry potential. You can't do nothing with potential. Potential is literally just what it is. Potential is stagnant. It's a possibility. But um, until you put potential or movement, right? (laughs) Until you move, Mm -hmm. then there's never going to be any result other than the potential that's just sitting there. So good. So true. So I remember... Tuning in to a live you did maybe a couple of months back in 2021. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about it was almost like you were repenting um mm-hmm. for uh not doing what God had called you to do and be mm-hmm. in that season regarding um being called home being a stay-at-home mom but you were building the business and you was like you know what that's not what God had called me to do I took that on because I felt like I needed to do something in addition to being a mother and a wife so Mm -hmm. that really touched me because one I don't think I've ever really seen anyone say you know what Everything that I've been promoting, that's not really what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so let me back, let me backtrack and and let you know what you're gonna see from here on out. Mm. And <laughs> I was just like, 
That's good. Okay, <laughs> that's really good and very vulnerable. So where does your drive come from, like, in terms of that to be the best you in any season of life? Yeah, so I know we're going to talk a lot more about that specifically, but um, honestly, uh, Bianca, it's purpose. You know, mm. for me, it's like, which I believe purpose changes in di- different seasons of your life, right? And I think that we have like a, like we all as believers, like, you know, or, you know, it's like our responsibility is to tell people about Jesus and to be loved. Okay, that's everybody. And then you have a specific overall purpose. Like, I know I specifically called you to serve in this way. And that might be your overall purpose. But then in specific seasons of your mm-hmm. life, you have a purpose. That, and it's like these little incremental periods that if you don't operate fully in your purpose, in that specific season then God is not going to be able to fully when we talk about the potential God God cannot allow you right you don't get to reach your highest potential and walk in your highest purpose if you don't serve all of those incremental seasons with intentionality right and so I remember even when I was young and I struggled with self-love and I really I truly say that it was a season of it was self-hate is what I had I despised myself and I was so hard on me and I just didn't like myself I felt so un, unloved and uncared for and um I just didn't think I needed to be here anymore and this was in high school and I remember um you know I was suicidal and you know, after attempting, um, and I'm sorry, trigger warning, but after attempting um, to, to take pills or whatever it was that I did, uh, I, I remember asking God why he kept me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because the doctors had said like, had, you know, I, they not pumped my stomach when they did that I, I could have shortly died from the amount of med- medicine that I had taken. And I asked God, like, why? Why am I here? And he told me, because it ain't about you. Mm-hmm. I have a purpose that's greater than you. And he let me know then, like, and I know so many people have said it, but I truly believe these are God's words to me with that life. This was a young, I was a young girl, like, Life is not yours to take on. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you to accomplish something greater than you. And so it was even then, although I didn't fully know how to make sense of it or I hadn't fully grasped it, that was the thing that was like, okay, I don't have to take it personally when people don't love me the way I feel like I should be loved. Or I don't have to, you know, be worried that, I'm alone because he's never going to leave me because he's telling me he has an assignment for me. So I think that it's always been and always will be. Um, that's not about me. That's why I call myself the purpose mindset coach, because I have to develop a mindset of purpose because every season ain't going to feel good. Every circumstance won't be in my favor. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not going to always feel like serving the purpose that I'm called to serve, but I know that the reward is so much greater, not just for me, um, 
but for my legacy, for my children, for my children's children, and then the people that we are all called to serve. I always say heal women, heal families, and heal families, heal communities, but because the, the community is the greater purpose, but it starts with the healing and the responsibility of the individual. And um, so, yeah, that's what it's about. So no matter like what my toughest moments were, struggling through mental health, like God just reminds me of the people that I'm called to serve. Like those are his people, those are my people. And so I don't have the liberty of truly giving up or taking myself out or whatever the case, like that's not, I don't get to do that because I have a greater purpose. That is, thank you for opening up that part of you um, to share because as we've seen in the news um, most recently, uh, people are really struggling like right now. And I don't know if it's because we have social media, we have all these outlets where people can get information out quicker that we know more or it has heightened mm -hmm. in this season. So I don't have no stats on that mm -hmm. um, at this moment, but knowing that so many people are uh, depressed or living in fear, um, suffering from anxiety, uh, contemplating suicide, just not feeling that great. Um, day after day, year after year. And these uh, conditions could have been pre-COVID. So mm -hmm. compounding yeah. that with right. a global, a right. <laughs> like everybody going through this. Mm -hmm. um, how did you overcome uh, depression and fear and suicidal thoughts and even a poverty mindset? Uh, you know what, if I'm honest, I think, which is, I'm saying if I'm honest, but I'm always, you know me, okay, I just, people don't know, if y'all don't know me, just know I'm always going to tell you the whole truth, and I don't think it's fair for me to, I know the world will tell you, like, sometimes the world will say, like, don't tell your story until you've been through it, um, and I think that God has given me enough discernment, enough wisdom to know what parts of my story to to tell, but I, I'm not the type of person who ever wants to pretend, right? And so even saying overcome depression, I believe it's, for me at least, it's an ongoing battle, like overcoming fear. It's an ongoing battle. You know, let me, let me just start by saying, first and foremost, God, right? That is my homie, right? His undying love for me, his speaking to me in my dark moments, his um, you know, unfailing just commitment to forgiving me and being there for me without judgment, like that has saved me from myself. You know, that is first and foremost, God has loved me in ways I, I didn't believe existed. And um, getting to know him and his love for me over the years has helped me through all of that, right? So I'm just gonna say first and foremost. Um, but when I say it's an ongoing battle, you know, I think it's fair to say that when it comes to purpose, 
oftentimes the things that we struggle with the most are the things that God is going to use us to bring deliverance for somebody else. And so um, I know, especially even more in this season with all of the recent, um, (laughs) the suicides that have been public recently, um, (sighs) from um, Miss America and uh, Regina King's son, um, you know, and, 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 and many more that we don't name or don't know. Um, I know that suicide rates are going up high, are much higher in men now, um, and also in uh, police officers mm-hmm. taking their own lives. Um, but I, I'm saying all that, like, <laughs> you know, to say God is reminding me that even part of my which you were talking about earlier, like selling my business and just like selling my programs and my coaching, God is like, you're an advocate for mental health. And I believe that he's calling me to close the gap between Christianity and mental health. Because some people think like, you can't be Christian and have mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you believe in the Lord, which is not true. Be, not at all. Because like, if you I believe mean, in the Lord, you don't <laughs> have these problems. No, that's not, oh, that's no. not true at all. And so I think sometimes we just have this, this weight or even society and the stigmas that are behind mental health. And I know that we're becoming more conscious, but there's still a level of stigma, especially, especially oh, yes. with suicidal thoughts, right? Everybody's saying, oh, mental health awareness and that, but people not thinking like, I'm just, they, people don't jump to, I'm going to take my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, so I think that, that those struggles, like I said, are ongoing and, what's beautiful about God is that the reason I say that is because he's always like peeling back layers in my life. They're like onion, you know what I'm saying? And so he takes us from glory to glory. So one minute I'm like, I got it. I heal. I don't have that issue no more. But then one, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. So he will always come for your mind because he can't touch your heart. Right. And so there's that, but then, you know, it's just like, we're constantly evolving. And so it's an ongoing thing. And I don't want anyone to ever think that it's a, if I haven't overcome this, I'm weak. Or if I haven't overcome this, something's wrong with me. So it's not that I've overcome it. It's just that in seasons, I'm healing, I'm growing, I'm giving myself grace. I have compassion towards myself. I know who my God is and I understand the power of the mind, which brings me to, if I would say, what has empowered me to, to plow through some of these seasons is Romans 12 2, which is what my ba- business, everything has been based in is do not conform to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So then and only then can you test the perfect will of God. Like no, like many years ago, God exposed me to this book. It's called Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And it's probably the best book in the world to me because that's what exposed me to the tricks of the enemy. That's what exposed me to the lies or the power of my mind and and how I get to choose, right? Um, The things that I'm saying to myself, the things that I believe about myself, I get to question my thoughts and determine, is this mine? Where does this come from? Is this the enemy? Is this aligned with God's word? Did somebody else tell me this about me or do I really believe it? Like, so learning the power of um, shifting your mindset is what has allowed me to get through 
overcome or, you know, quote unquote, overcome <laughs> depression right. fear, and every other um, area or mindset that was a struggle for me in my life. That's so good. It's so good because <laughs> you know how, I don't know if you have experienced this, but growing up, uh, I remember my mom saying, like, you can talk to yourself as long as you don't answer yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I grew up, like, I, I mean, yeah. talking to myself was another thing, but wrong. I did answer myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. I still do. <laughs> yes. But what you were saying about mindset, for me, that plays into that. I was like, Bianca, how you feeling today? Mm-hmm. And I respond to myself, I am feeling overwhelmed, stressed, mm-hmm. ready to lay it down. I'm like, okay, right. Bianca, go do that. You know, go play that. And I found that um, to be helpful for me because it allows me to not suppress mm-hmm. how I feel in that very moment and to release it. Mm-hmm. that's just my thing but yes. you the mindset coach so <laughs> no that's good how um how how does one start to shift their mindset yeah yeah that's good that's good so first 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 and foremost with any and all things is that we got to give ourselves grace. Like first you have to understand, like no matter what circumstance, no matter what, having self-compassion is a prerequisite to allowing yourself, to empowering yourself to shift your mind, right? You have to just understand I'm human. Okay. I'm human. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm not perfect there's no need to be perfect like and so because a lot of us aren't afraid to sit with ourselves which is what I'm about to say self-awareness that's the next part self-compassion first right but self-awareness but in order to build self-awareness you have to be willing to sit with yourself you have to be willing to listen to your body and listen to your mind and the practice I call thought management and you have to be able to um gain us a, a new level of understanding for why you do the things you do what are your triggers and so again that's that's that comes with self-awareness so but you have to be compassionate towards yourself before you can get there you have to say i'm allowed to be human my experiences may have shaped me thus far but and, and that's fine and they may continue to do that but because i'm ever evolving because i'm not perfect and i don't have to be like whatever I'm going to experience or find out about me or have to face about me is okay. So that mm-hmm. self-compassion is number one. Number two is, again, that's, that's that building self-awareness. How do you do that? Well, there's a practice, like I said, thought management, and um, which is really, I'm sure you, I know you journal, right? You write, of course, duh. Um, but like a lot of people, journal right and to spend time with themselves to write out their thoughts but meditating and taking the time to sit in silence okay some there are people who literally keep something in the background 
some background noise to keep their minds occupied. Nope, we are over-occupied. We are overwhelmed with information. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to differentiate between what the world is saying and what we're saying, right? And so you're gonna have to take yourself away and start to um, acknowledge your thoughts. And once you begin to acknowledge your thoughts, and this is a simple practice, like if you took five minutes a day, to just sit in silence and listen to what you're thinking about without judgment. This is the practice of, you know, this is like meditation. Listen to what you're thinking about without judgment. And it could, it's gonna be, so we think 60 to 70 thoughts, 60 to 70,000 thoughts um, like a day. And like 95% of the thoughts that we think are the same as they were the day before. So we have to be intentional. It would behoove us to be intentional to pay attention to what we're thinking about, right? Because if 95% of what I'm thinking is the same as yesterday, if I'm consistently thinking the same thing, I always say, whatever you think consistently is or will become the truth. And so your truth is in what's repeating in your mind. So taking note for five minutes, what it is that you're saying to yourself. And some of that stuff is going to be, I need to cook dinner. Some of that stuff is, you know, I'm hungry. Some of that stuff is like very neutral thought. But then you're gonna think, I feel so alone right now. I'm scared, I'm overwhelmed, and I am tired. I am worthless. I am unloved. I am unworthy. Like you'll start to notice what you're repeatedly saying to yourself. And if you begin to build that awareness of your thoughts, you can see and start to. Um, investigate kind of and interrogate your own thoughts and say are these mine where did this come from what is this rooted in and once you've done that you can identify okay this I know this came from this experience I know this thought is something my mama used to say to me all the time and it just stuck with me um some of us think we always have to be busy because our mamas made us feel like we were lazy you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just different things, right? That have nothing to do with you that now defines the way you see yourself because that's what's constantly running through your head. You got reels running through your mind. And so um, uh, what I call thought prepping is the practice of like, not only acknowledging all of the, your negative thoughts in your mind, because we have automatic negative thoughts, we can create new positive thoughts like when you meal prep, you, why do you meal prep? You meal prep because you know that when you go past that McDonald's or, you know, when you hungry, you want something quick and then them, them yes. honey buns and the mic, I mean, the honey buns in the cabinet, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you bought the honey buns for the kids, but really you bought the honey it's buns for you. you. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> and so like, that's why you have to meal prep. You do the same thing with thought. If you thought prep, then you know like, okay, these are the lies that I know are not true about me, but this is what I've been saying consistently. And let me create some new thoughts with like affirmations, right? Um, some new thoughts for every negative thought that you currently have that will serve as a replacement. So when you start to think those thoughts, cause you've acknowledged them, you built the awareness, you know now, oh, there I go thinking those thoughts again. Cause a lot of time we do that stuff subconsciously and we don't know why we in a crabby mood. It's cause you've been telling yourself. And it's not just the thoughts you think about yourself. It's the thoughts you think about yourself and your circumstances and the people in your life. So it could be my husband get on my nerves. My kids is already uh, trifling. Like you could be saying all of this stuff to you. You know what I'm saying? You're saying all of this stuff. My mama is, you know, and it's like, 
dang, no wonder why you feel so bad. But you're not even recognizing these are the thoughts that you have about your life. Your life is shaped based on your thinking. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, so I mean, I would, I would say that having self-compassion and building self-awareness, understanding, like uh, building a practice of thought management and truly beginning to prep new thoughts for your life is transformative. That's, that's the start. There's more, but that's the start. But that's the start. <laughs> So hopefully you had your notebooks and your ink pens out. If not, just listen to this again. Rewind it. I was going to play it back a little bit. Play it back a little bit. So before you got to this point, right, in your mm-hmm. life, what's behind your smile? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, so now, right, there's healing there's constant growth, there's that self-awareness and self-acceptance, that self-compassion. Right now behind my smile is an everlasting journey of self-love, but that stems from years of self-hate and self-sabotage. It, and it stems from insecurities fueled by the external validation that I needed from other people. Mm. And it, you know, like, <laughs> years of abuse um, from from childhood into adulthood and you know like into my first marriage is it's um being evicted and struggling and not and and not having money but but being an educated woman and, and seeing myself as a failure and but then it's also that 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 thing that says again this ain't about you and it's it's this a purpose driven mindset, you know, um, that keeps me moving forward and smiling because I know that my circumstances or what has happened to me, it does not define me, but it allows me to serve as um, a catalyst for transformation in somebody else's life. It allows me to. Um, serve as a source of joy and speaking life and encouragement and love and love that's not contingent upon someone else's love or acceptance but just love because it's pure and love because because God is love so I think that sums it up (laughs) yes oh we you know as I was listening to you share what's behind your smile, what came to mind for me is there are so many people, so many women seeking to know their purpose and sometimes feel bad for not knowing or feeling like they have to be a certain way in order to receive it, right and I just wanted to pause for a minute and just say this that you are born with purpose mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. something we uncover yeah over time but you're born with purpose so you don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. uh to be who you were created to be mm-hmm. and my prayer, my hope is that from every episode, that's what you hear. You hear different women share their imperfect lives, 
who push purpose because they know it's bigger than them, right? And you, Chris, you're another example of, yes, I have struggles because I'm human. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I have a story because I'm human. And yes, I coach women and I speak and I do this. That is not void of pain. That is mm -hmm. not void of challenge. That is not void of plenty of opportunities for me to get up again every morning, every time I'm blessed with another day to do it again, mm -hmm. to make a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to walk in purpose today too. And it's only because of that. I think we think like, like oh, you know, like it's only because of those struggles that I'm able to do it. It's not yeah. void of it. It's only, it's because of it that I show yeah. up is because of those struggles It's because of those challenges that I feel inclined to share my story or why I'm open or why I'm honest because it's not for us to do life alone and it's like you know that's the tough thing about social media sometimes is we've gotten really great and I love seeing all the creatives online I'm a, you know I love creating content and all of that but it gets really convoluted when everybody is only sharing that highlight reel or they're making it look pretty and saying, oh, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Well, you're saying one thing and doing another. This looks pretty perfect to me. And so like, it, it, you know, it's like we're constantly struggling and comparing ourselves to everybody's what's beautiful. And that's why I don't mind telling you my right now. That's why I don't mind, like, even now, I've been a little bit absent from social media because God is transitioning me. He's, he's speaking to my heart about a very specific, he's calling me to be countercultural right now. He's calling me to not do what everybody else is doing or say what everybody else is saying because that's what looks good because it's unfair. That's why we have so many people struggling with mental health because they think everybody living their best life, but your marriage is failing. Your kids are not doing well in school. And you're trying to make it seem like and look pretty on a picture, but your life is not what you're making it out to be for everybody else. And, and you got people come, you got people comparing themselves to you and feeling worthless because you're not telling the truth. And so I just want to be a source of truth and true encouragement because if you're allowed to struggle and still God can use you. God is going to, he uses the least of these. So you know, when you say you're born with purpose, it is because of your struggle. It is because of everything that you're going through that makes you feel small right now. That's what makes you so big. That is what makes you big in the kingdom of God. And he's just a God of order, a God that has a true plan for you. And he just wants you to acknowledge and embrace the season that you're in. Um, for you to be able, like, we don't have to rush to the end. Like, yeah, you said there's so many people looking for their purpose and all that. Like, we, you don't have to rush to the end. Like, be present in your current, right? And let God speak to you and let him evolve you. But if you're always, if every win, you're not even stopping to celebrate it because you're like, what's next? Okay, I still haven't hit a million yet. What's next? Oh, I still don't have 10,000 followers yet. Oh, no, I still don't have a million likes yet. I, oh, I haven't gone viral yet. Like, all of these things are destroying our life experiences. Mm. And so even now, like that's changing for me. And so I, I don't have a problem telling my whole truth because the word of God said, the truth is what sets you free. Oh. And that's what I want to see is my people free. Yes, break every chain. 
Every time. <laughs> Every day. What do you enjoy about you? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> so many things again in this season where God has pulled me back and called me away. Like I said, he says like, okay, Chris, you done pulled some things and you done did some things out of order. That ain't the way I told you to. Um, I've been blessed to, guys, another level of rediscovery for me. I love that I love love and I love that I love people. Like, you know, I think that part of what had me having that Jesus complex is the care that God, God gave me that. But because of my traumatic experiences, the enemy um, tried to convolute or tried to twist the gift that God gave me for compassion and empathy for others. And it became um, a need to save people. Um, and that's not what, that's not how God ever intended for me to use that gift. And so I love that about me is that, you know, I, I'm a normal human. So I judge people, people judge people, we judge people, <laughs> but, it, but beyond the initial judgment, right. I'm very much a person that's like, but I want to know your heart, like what happened to you? You know what I'm saying? Like what made you make that choice, good or bad? And, and you still deserve love and you still deserve compassion. And I believe in healing for people. So that's one thing I would say. I love that I am a creative. I love that I'm rediscovering that I, I have such a value in art, like all forms of art and music and singing and dancing and not that I'm saying I'm good at all those things, but I love drawing. I just showed my daughter today. She's like, mom, I didn't know you knew how to draw. I'm like, girl, I forgot to. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just all, I love all art, all forms of it. I have an appreciation for it. And I love that I'm a giver. I will give when I ain't got it to give. <laughs> and I got to use wisdom better, I think. Um, but I just love giving and I enjoy being a blessing and like making other people smile and, and speaking life into other people so that they're encouraged. Those are some of the things I love about me. Oh, good. Now, I know you already share a couple of ways that women can help to transform their mindset, but specifically in the areas of marriage, motherhood and success, what are like three tips you want to share with women challenged in those areas? Oh, I love this question so much because I remember I was talking about being counterculture. <laughs> this is it. Okay. This is God. Like, wait a minute, Lord. I didn't know that because let me just say first, number one, number one, number one, it is time that women take their place take mm. your place and take ownership for your place in your marriage as a mother and for your success take up space understand that you are called to the position that you have all right I think a lot of us are drowning I don't know how to be a mom I don't know how to be a wife what is you know I don't I'm not as successful as the next person if you are in that position, you are equipped. If God allowed you to be there, okay, you have everything that you need. And so first and foremost, take your rightful place. You are the matriarch of a family. You are, you know, a wife, a helpmeet, an encourager, a supporter, a pillar in your husband's life. 
you have everything that you need to guide your children where they need to be. Success is your portion. We have to stop looking at our struggles and and what other people are doing and comparing ourselves to the next person and just simply understand that you have a rightful position to lead where you are. That's your spot. Can't nobody take it and it's not anybody else's responsibility. So I would say first, take your place and take ownership because woman, you are called to this. Oh, y'all got that because I'm so looking for some paper. That's only that's number one. <laughs> all right. Because I, you know what? And, and before I move on to number two, let me just say we forgot how much we're worth. Mm. I truly believe that women have forgotten who they are and who they were called to be. When God made all the creatures of the world, he said that it was good. But when he made man, he said, uh-uh, man can't be, this ain't good. He by himself, he needs somebody else. And that doesn't, that didn't necessarily mean, and, and recently I was listening to other people and I love this, but being a help me, specifically designed to be a help, Right. It doesn't mean you're subservient to someone else, like you serve under them. And it certainly does not mean that you're just called to be a wife because not everybody is called to be a wife. So let's, let's, let's not think that be someone like, it means that God saw, man, I designed him this way. He was missing some stuff. And this is the key to unlock my vision for what the world is supposed to look like. So in other words, woman, you are the key. And we have to stop devaluing ourselves and forgetting who we are. We are the answer that God needed to complete the work in the earth. You are completion in essence. You were born the answer. So stop thinking that the answer and validation and all of these things live outside of you. It is you. Hmm. The second thing I would say as far as truly transforming your mindset around marriage, motherhood, and success is that you have to define all of those things for yourself. We have societal expectations. We have cultural expectations. We have... um, you know, parental expectations. We have all of these expectations, but let me tell you something. You get to wipe yourself away from the expectations of the world and you get to set the standard for your own life. Now, if you are a believer, then allow who God says you're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, to be your standard or your starting point or your foundation for what marriage, motherhood, and success looks like. But even if you don't find yourself in the same faith, no matter who you are, you get to define life on your terms. And you got to stop thinking that success to me looks the same as success to you. Motherhood to me, it doesn't. It's different for everybody. The way I'm a mother, it may not be your way, but in life, you're not going to win doing what's working for everybody else. You have to do what's going to serve you well. I mean, that's the foundation of mental health. 
it's, it's taking, it's figuring out what works for you and doing that. Because when you do that, then you can begin to show up as your best self because you've defined your marriage for you. It's not looking at Beyonce and Jay-Z and saying, that's it for me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody be the, like Sierra, the Sierra prayer. You know what I'm saying? And sure, you done had your futures of the world and all the things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't trying to talk about <laughs> nobody. But I'm just saying, based on how they said, you know, based on how they said it with, okay, I ain't judging nobody. I'm just saying, like, it's all these things, but honey, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And then write that for you. Write your vision for you. Write the vision God is giving you for what marriage looks like, for what motherhood looks like, and for what success is. And once you begin to define it, that's number two, define all of those things for you, then you can begin to take action and outlive that, right? You, you can begin to embody that. Okay, well, if this is what marriage looks like, or this is what I believe being a good wife is. Now, marriage, you don't get to make that up by yourself. You have a vision, but you have a partner for a reason. And you say, well, what does having a good wife look like to you? How can I serve as your wife? And then you think for yourself, well, how can I be a good wife? you know, in my opinion, right? And so you, you kind of get to form these things. Marriage is the only one where you might need somebody else's help, which is your spouse, to kind of come up with that vision. But in all of these other things, it's not nobody else's, right? And, and when I say, um, and let me just be clear, because two become one. So really, your vision is your husband's vision. It's just, you know what I'm saying? You're just reaching out to them and asking them, like, how can I truly be the wife of your life, right? You know what I'm saying? Your wife, um, not a generic form of the word. So there's that, write it, um, define it for yourself, write the vision. And the last thing is, and this is, I believe, the, the icing or on the cake or the cherry on top is you have to learn to embrace your season. Mm. Your season, Jesus Lord. And several times we've kind of picked at this, but I think that this is the most important part in terms of transformation. When you are out of alignment, right? You're going to find yourself serving a season before it's time. And so if you go to reap the harvest and you still haven't planted the seeds, you're going to come up empty handed. Does that make sense? So it, it goes in a process in order for you to reap the fruit of something, you have to plant the seeds. You gotta, you know, you have to sow, you have to till, well, you have to till the ground. You gotta plant the seeds. You gotta water it. You gotta, and so it's, it's a process. And so you need to know what season of your process that you're in and then learn to embrace it and be patient with it, be present with it, experience it fully because the fruit that you're looking for on the other side is only going to be succulent. It's only going to serve its complete purpose if you were intentional about serving the season so that it could properly develop. God is a God of order. So while you busy wanting to be the entrepreneur mom, bomb fine perfect wife and and traveling the world and doing all it and and comparing yourself to everybody else it's a process and if you rush you're gonna miss something and I think when I like so many of us are like yeah you can be a six-figure mom 
and you can earn and you can take care of your kids and you can and you can be a good wife and you can do all of this and you can travel and still be fine and take yourself on momcations and yes that's dope it's so dope but if you're doing that at the expense of your marriage the reason you don't see some of y'all husbands on y'all timelines it ain't because he don't like taking pictures it's because he don't like you it ain't because you know what i'm saying it ain't because um you know your children like you might be posting them and saying how wonderful they are but they you know they constantly getting in trouble in school it's not because they're bad it's because you're not present mm -hmm. it's because they're struggling with something but you don't even have the wherewithal or the discernment to know what they're experiencing because you're so wrapped up in trying to be somewhere you're not even called to be yet and so when I when I when I when I grew up that's called false you know you ever heard of false flagging games I don't know like you know don't false flag you're gonna get beat yes. up right and so that's false flagging because you Ooh. you making it seem like something that it's not and that is why when to circle back to the point of the live that you saw me it's because I was starting to share that message. And although it's true, you can manage it and manage it well. You can find what works for you. You can be extremely successful in your career and serve as a stay-at-home mom and be present with your kids. But you have to know that it is a process. And if you're ignoring and not truly embracing the season that God has said, this is what I want you to do here first. Mm -hmm. I gave you the vision for the big thing, not for you to jump to it, but for you to prepare in this season. I just need you to till the ground. <laughs> I just yeah. need you to sow the seed. So it's a process. And I think that is the most important thing is knowing that you have to embrace the season that you're in and walk boldly and confidently in that and know and celebrate other people along the journey. Because if right now it looks like you're on your struggle bus season, it's because you are. And that's OK. I'm on my struggle bus, but I know I'm building a strong, firm foundation. I know my seed is planted like um, I love Pastor Michael Zahai, but I remember he uh, had this um, at, from Transformation Church. Um, he had this, he, he called like bamboo season was the title. And it, it was, um, and he talks about the bamboo plant, which is basically like, I think the first five years that you have to care for the bamboo plant when it's in the ground, you see nothing. There is no growth. And so for five years, you're constantly doing the work of just caring for the seed and you see nothing, but then all of a sudden it sprouts. And once it sprouts, I don't remember the the numbers but it's like it grows exponentially and so within like it's it sprouted feet and feet and feet tall it grows like a foot a day and it's like oh my god I saw no growth for five years but that's because you were diligent enough to continue to water the plant because if you stopped caring for it while it was in seen form it would have died but if you will do it in God's order and you will serve your season as being a wife what does it mean to be a wife right because that's a ministry what does it mean to be a mother? Even if you're not a wife, I was a single mom. It's okay. You're going to make it, honey. You're going to be all right. But what does it mean to be a mother in this season of your life? What is God calling you? How is he calling you to serve on the job that you have? You're so quick to leave the job that you're at because you want to be an entrepreneur, but God called you there for the lessons, not only that you were supposed to learn, but for the seeds you're supposed to sow or things that you're supposed to water in that place. Stop trying to rush to your next thing and serve and embrace the season that you're in and know that if you will 
take the time to water that bamboo plant. Exponential growth is on the other side of that, right? And you will truly begin to see everything that God really had for you take its truest form. And then you won't be able to stop the growth. You won't be able to stop the success. You won't be able to stop any of that, but you did the things in the right order. Okay, because when you don't, you risk. I always say the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. If you don't do it the right time, you risk destroying every good thing that God truly has for you. All right, preach, preacher. What's the cash app? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, my cash app. <laughs> We um <laughs> got me scratching my head. Okay, so about that, as we recap this whole sermon series here, um, <laughs> no, this is Coach Chris, y'all, as I said in the beginning, and she just took you through her transformation to date <laughs> and sharing with you how to transform and renew your mind daily it's a daily thing people yes, it, is. it is daily I can't tell you how many times I ask my children to pick up their shoes and put mm. them where they need to be <laughs> it's a daily thing and sometimes when you think about that if you got kids why do I have to keep repeating myself every day mm. right it's because we are establishing routines we're creating new pathways to doing things. So some things need to be repeated every day. <laughs> so where can folks find you? Okay, so again, I told y'all I would like do my website and all those things. But again, God is just taking me through a transitional season. So I'm just going to share my IG right now, which is at uh chris k-r-i-s chris and then the word speaks life chris speaks life is where you can find me um online that's pretty much where i live in terms of instagram um my website is chrisspeakslife.com but again i have that down because i'm just praying about where god has me going in this next season i am still taking one like speaking engagements you know conversations like this um where i can pour and god can use my voice I am not doing one-on-one -on -one coaching at this time, but, um, you know, I still have offerings, you know, I still have uh, my e-course, which is get, called Get Your Mind Right. It's building confidence and success for ambitious mompreneurs. And I still have that available and things like that. So, I mean, that's it. Follow me on Instagram at Chris Speaks Life. I am there as often as I feel led to be. But guys, downloading a lot of stuff. But but stay tuned, y'all. I mean, follow me, reach out, connect. Let me know you heard it here, so I can tell Bianca um, <laughs> yes. how much you love the podcast, <laughs> how much you enjoyed the conversation. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just showing up how God tells me to, and so I love to stay connected to people and to serve as an encourager as much as I can and um y'all gonna be getting the nuggets along the way <laughs> yes and you got plenty to chew on from today's conversation <laughs> if not uh what is it a full course play and appetizer <laughs> and dessert maybe <laughs> so <laughs> thank you again Chris for sharing you 
-hmm. in this moment um, with us. And I hope that each and every person listening get something from this that they can use in their life or even spark a new thought um, and take a moment to reflect on where you are and write that vision for success, for marriage, for motherhood. And if you aren't married and not a mother, for a singlehood mm-hmm. or whatever, you you fill in the blank, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and email me your thoughts. I love reviews. I love conversing. You can find me at hello at behindtheconfidencesmile.com or Bianca and Cotton on Instagram or Behind the Confidence Smile podcast on Instagram too. So, you know, we everywhere. Uh, (laughs) And again, uh, until next time, Coach Chris, we might have to have you back on and oh. another season of your life to hear how <laughs> things are going. Um, so thank you again. And thanks for tuning in and look forward to hearing what you thought about this episode soon. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Mile, the podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast. Remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind the